podcast we've been away for a week like we usually are <laughs> sometimes less than a week yeah. sometimes more than a week it depends on how i feel <laughs> we're away for the usual amount of time i hope you did well without it um last week was a lot of fun having the wall street players back um i got to actually listen to that podcast today and i got to hear the rough edit of uh gainsta and i enjoyed it a lot i thought it was very good I didn't realize it at the time, but that was one of the ones we heard at uh, a recent show by them. Yeah, when they played live last year. Uh, that was actually, yeah, that and Greed. Greed Those is good. We, yeah, I can't, wait. I can't wait to hear Greed. Yeah, they definitely have advanced yeah. as a band. Definitely. I'm, I'm excited to hear the new record. I can't wait to review that on the podcast because I think we're all going to like it a lot. Yeah. Um... um I've actually not been listening to a lot of music. I got a new day job recently, which... How many times have we told you this is a horrible way to start out the music podcast? What? I've been listening to Motown. I don't listen, I to, I don't listen to music. No, it, it, it's really... It's, it's just weird, and it's actually been making me depressed that I haven't been listening to music. I wanted to bring this up. I've been, I've been listening to Stevie Wonder. Really? Little Stevie Wonder? Yeah. I Why not? I don't know. I was just surprised you were listening to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> the Temptations, the Four Tops, the Four Seasons. There's a lot of quad bands. He's in a Motown mode. Um, Motembo. Uh, Jackson 5. You know, uh, when Jack, uh, Michael Jackson was still black. He was black up in, in most of his career, but with solo work too. Um, oh, God. It was, it's weird because Motown is a really unusual type of music it, it, because it kind of exists as an entity in and of itself, even though it draws on so many different types of music. True. That actually, that was really the first... Um, it, it's True a composite, composite genre. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't as distinct as jazz or blues. But what was really what I really like about Motown, uh, very clear cut, very it's very wholesome music. Very easy listening, also. Yeah. But what was great was it was probably the most important thing done during the civil rights music a uh, movement, because it created a combination of black people in white homes. That's true, actually, considering... Elvis, uh, Beatles, all, Frank Sinatra, these very well-known white artists covered a lot of Motown. Even at the point when a lot of white artists wouldn't go over to, like, black-style jazz, yes. they would go over to Motown and in a heartbeat. Would, um, Mr. Postman. How many people have covered Mr. Postman? Yeah, that's true. If I think, <laughs> if I remember correctly, Streisand did it, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Probably. It was, uh, it, and I'm just, like, re-experiencing the whole darn thing. Because my mom loves that sort of music, that era of music. I think it is a very mom thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't even know what I've been listening to this week. I cannot tell you. I literally cannot I mean, we haven't tell really you. I guess I'm with Matt on this. We haven't really talked about <laughs> it on the podcast in a while, and I just wanted to bring up that it was less about the fact that I hadn't been listening to music and more about the fact that I'd actually been, I'd been a little depressed, and I feel like not listening to music was hurting it. Usually I can work through my stuff. 
considering last considering last week's track i mean you, the oh, one yeah. thing i know you've listened to has not really done anything to release thy depression i mean no. yeah <laughs> use the resources i mean come on i kind of want to buy you like a sesame street album and just give it to you because this this is wholesome goodness i have wholesome music yeah but not like you know grover wholesome no at least take it out with uno and dos like like god no just punch a pillow and it'll, you'll be over i don't you know? want to listen to uno and or dose ever again trace is coming when john when is trace coming three weeks Ooh, maybe four uh... we're not doing it on purpose but maybe more. we kind of have to yeah it's it's a necessity Mm-hmm. Yeah. This well, this this week is John's pick. Next week will be yours. Um, and I guess we might as well get into John's pick now, uh, which is the Halo Four soundtrack, the first video game soundtrack we're reviewing on the podcast. Yep. Um, pretty exciting. Yeah. Why uh, Halo Four? That's my first question to you, John. That's actually uh, a good question. Thoroughly enjoyed the game. That I'm a huge gamer. Uh, I love important. the Halo. I love the Halo series. Uh, I remember, like I said before, the first time I plugged this into the my, my 360, turned it on, and was not greeted with the Halo, dun, 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 and it was just so different. Mm. It, the series completely revamped its sound. Um, complete original work. And I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the way the storyline progressed and the music that was done during the storyline. So I just, I had to. And well, I, I've been saying I gotta get a video game that I think you'll at least enjoy. Well, considering uh, our podcast is aimed at um, not just music fans but also nerds alike, we've definitely mentioned it. There'd be a lot of people out there who might uh, be a little bit down on Halo for Halo in general as a franchise uh, for this, that, and the other reason. But that has nothing to do with the music. I also feel like there are naysayers for every game these days and anything. I mean, whenever you... Well, there is, but I feel like in general lately, it, it is really the poster child. It is seen as the poster child for uh, mainstream gaming. I won't say that, but it is the it is what created the it's, Microsoft it's, gaming it's main, console. Yeah, it's mainstream mm. for Microsoft. It is the flagship. Because that's where it's featured. It's not anywhere else. Not, not just for... I mean, because... Uh, Certain games like Call of Duty always outsell it. Right, Gears but they are, always but, outsell but, it. But, but it's the flagship Microsoft product. Well, the reason Call of Duty mm. outsells it is because Call of Duty is on every console. Halo's only on the Xbox. Yes, and um, same reason why like the Gears series has outsold it. But this, this, and I have to say, this was the first time they really did a whole new thing. They're using um, Neil Davidge. Is yeah. a composer for yep. almost all but one of these tracks. He yeah. used the London Orchestra to do it. This is the first time they used the London Orchestra. It used to be uh, the Seattle. Oh darn! I knew. I do know. <laughs> That's I do like the know... perfect word to use for Seattle Orchestra too. Oh darn! What was well, that? Was the what first was two games? Era? The third game was, if I'm not mistaken, the New York Harmonic. Uh, well, they went from the New York to the London. Huh? Yes. That's interesting. Um, one thing I do want to say before we get into the soundtrack review is it should also be said, and John forgot to mention this, um, the first three or four, however many I lost count, Halo games, all the Halo games before Halo 4 were made by Bungie. This is the first Halo game in a new trilogy, and it's the first one made by 343 Studios. So the kind of revamp and kind of brand new sound for the soundtrack goes along with this brand new company doing the game for this brand new trilogy. So it's clear that they wanted a clean slate for Halo in general. 
you know, it's definitely still continuing the story of the Master Chief, this was, main character. Yeah, there was a new or But uh, it's a, they want they want they want you to forget everything you know about the old Halos and this is a new experience. Yeah, it actually well, let's was see a, what Neil David did with it. I mean, at this point uh, just to tell you where we're coming from, John is the one who knows the context of the game. Yeah. Halo 4 specifically. I, I've beaten the game. I've beaten the game a few times now. Steve has Matt, not played. I have. I am going played on, a little. Right. I, I am going in completely cold turkey. I have never played any game in the franchise. Don't know the music or anything. And I've Matt played all the games familiar with the everything up until Halo 4. And I've played a little bit of Halo 4. 4. I've played the first couple of stages, but I definitely didn't get the full experience of the game yet. So I think that's a healthy um, combination here. Yeah. So there will be no spoilers because... There will be no spoilers. Matt will kill me. Because I haven't played it yet. Yes, we're going to talk about this um, in a very ethereal sense. Yeah, I mean, also... Emotional. But the truth be told, even though for some songs content might have, uh, you know, might have um, affected some of the songs, it it still sh- should hold its own as a, a, a soundtrack. It should hold its own as a piece of music, even without the game. Yep, we hold the same exact uh, standard as we did for film soundtracks. If yeah, you, like we did with Rocky Rock. If you take it alone, if you listen to your headphones, it should work. Yeah. So, Awakening, track one. Good name for an opening track. I feel like a typical name for an opening track, too, kind unfortunately. Of very typical name for opening but, track. Uh, but it was a nice intro, it built well, it, it, it definitely felt like an introduction. I love the intro, but I felt that it kind of rushed into the uh, into the the synth part. Yes. Part. There was a little synth in the background, a, percuss, a little bit of with a percussive piano. That was actually kind of a nice touch, and I felt that the piano was the most distinct feature of this entire soundtrack. Just the fact that it has synth, you know, mixed in with uh, orchestra. That, that's not really surprising anymore. That's very common these days. But the using single, the piano as a very like a, just a single note here and there dun, really accents dun, it. Dun, dun. Just I mean, it was like very that. simple me- <laughs> melodic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it, not, be, not not me- not melodic. melody. It was not used in a melodic no, uh, sense. Uh, um, it, it was um accented. Yes. It was accenting. And it became a theme for the yeah. entire sound. That that was a, a real unifying piece. It kept coming in and out as very simple, accenting piano work. True. That was um, it was most distinct and it was the most unifying. Uh, this this and yeah, like I said, this was a great introduction. Uh, a very simple A to B format. Yeah, I was looking. Of course, whenever I'm confronted with a uh, a sort of orchestral or symphonic soundtrack, I try to look at it in terms of the symphonic form, which of course is flexible. But uh, I was I was looking for that and I was trying to follow it. It, it was definitely like your classic intro into your into your A section, into the B section, with the B section had much more of a developmental touch to it. That really pushed it ahead. The A alone did grow a little bit redundant at times. Yeah. You, you that's not that became apparent in a lot of the much later tracks. Yeah, I almost would have wanted a longer intro. I almost kind of wish they milked that a bit. But um you know, and then it it, it did your Standard, um, the standard thing that an orchestral piece should do, stand alone. It was kind of almost tried to follow like a sonata format. It had like a little closing theme at the end, which tied A and B together ish. But other than that, I wouldn't say that I was completely drawn in because it was hard to pick up on a specific melody. I didn't really hear a melody at this point. 
Anybody else? No. 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 Belly of the Beast, next track. That one had a much stronger melody. Faster. Uh, no, it still wasn't a melody, though. I don't think. This is really proving uh, my point here. <laughs> I, I feel like you should not have to debate with someone <laughs> on whether a song has a Had melody. A melody yeah. That's a big problem. Um, it's not that every every track or every uh, every piece even requires a melody. You can have uh, sort of filler, background stuff, building developmental material and all that. And because this soundtrack, I mean, because it's all sort of tied together... Because you're supposed to play through Halo and experience one movement after the other, um, I wouldn't be surprised that a single track should be absent of a melody, should lack it. But, I don't know. There was something really disturbing about trying to find an anchor in this whole entire soundtrack, and there I couldn't were, find it. There were places, but it wasn't yeah. as... I found yeah. it in small, subtle little ways, like the piano. Yeah. Um, Belly of the Beast, my biggest problem with that one, which was track two, is it was powerful. It gave you that sense of combat and, and power, but definitely fell flat for me. Like, it just, there, it wasn't as dynamic as the first track was, and later tracks are. Definitely was one of the more kind of basic tracks. Definitely. But, uh, on that note, let's move to track three which I felt was completely divorced of the first two tracks and added a whole new layer of depth here. The Requiem, intro the intro was phenomenal. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. It's a phenomenal. Phenomenal. The phenomenal snowman? Exactly. <laughs> He's it the was, cousin of the phenomenal <laughs> snowman. It was an incredible intro. It really it grabbed you from the get-go. Yeah. Um, it had... I heard this um, separately with my headphones. It had great back and forth panning between the two sides. It was amazing that way. By the way, not to yeah. cut how serious this is, but I love how when I'm making a joke mispronouncing something, John automatically assumes I'm accusing him of saying it wrong, even though he didn't. Well, that's what usually happens. No, the panning <laughs> back and forth was yeah, great. the panning, man, the panning. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest complaint about this track, though, is even though it was beautiful, it was way too short. Like, I wanted more from it. Oh, yeah, that's my immediate uh, problem with it, is I, I... It was such a tease. I yeah. mean, they had this gorgeous sweeping... He knows about teases. Am I right? <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> Both of why, you are just so bad at jokes. Why even down this path? Anyway... Uh, I know I, I, I border on we'll uh, get using this eventually. word too much, but it was visceral. Very, very visceral. Oh, yeah, I, I felt it. I felt elevated at this point. I feel like I, visceral is appropriate to use in describing a video game soundtrack, though. Especially. Uh, yeah, sure. You should get the whole the whole experience. The whole hog. Yeah. And considering I'm just listening and I'm still getting it, that's important here. Yes, I, um, absolutely. And another thing that I noticed here is a running... Uh, I'm noticing a theme in retrospect. It's just that it's not so much a theme, it's a tendency of this composer to play around with cadences. He has this tendency to do like a very old-fashioned perfect cadence where it's just like, eh, five, one, and we're home, but then all of a sudden he's immediately away from it and then he moves yeah. on to the next thing. It's like using a really, really old technique and then trying to cover up your tracks, being like, no, 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 I didn't do that. It's like, no, I didn't use the oldest trick in the book. Not that there's anything wrong with perfect cadences. It's just, it's weird to hear on an orchestral scale, yeah. you know, when I'm not in medieval times. And to be, to be clear, even though this, of course, had, it was done by the orchestra, there are a lot of, 
um, computer tones and, and computer mixing. There was mixing a lot of studio work too. done yeah, afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, mixing and remixing. But uh, Legacy, the next track, actually uh, showed that off a little bit. Yeah. This one had uh, some, uh, what's it, had, it called? It had the three C's. Chimes, chanting, and chills. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to spell that one, Matt? Right. Since pretty much I wrote it down like oh, an hour ago. God. It had great voice. <laughs> Scripted a, much? A great, uh, 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 beautiful woman's voice, which really complemented the violin work that was working in the background. I love the way the yeah. two played off of each other. And that's the thing. This is the first uh, point that we're being introduced to a chorus, so we're adding another layer here. Because, you know, up until then, again, we still have sort of your standard orchestral uh, instrumentation. But then you add the chorus, and it's always like, ooh, that extra little touch. And it was it was well done. She was, it was, she was singing, not words, but beautifully. It was Beautiful chanting. harmony. It was essentially no, it wasn't of, chanting. Yeah. Well. It was notes, vocal notes. It was also very spacious. It, had, it has this, this slowness <clears throat> to it, which did kind of take the, um, uh, the, the pacing of the um, of the soundtrack thus far yeah. took it down a notch. Yeah, uh, I liked that, though at times it did seem to not have direction, and that's going to be a running. Uh, it seemed a little listless. Y- yeah, it, it, I mean that's the problem when you introduce chorus as 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 much of an excitement as it can be, it is almost becoming kind of an old trick at this point. Yeah. It's it's sort of. The video game go-to technique, which is you weird, add chorus, and yeah. all of a sudden you have something deep and fantastical. One video game that's done that for a very long time has been Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, since well, not one video game, many video games. I'm yeah, going from one no, no, no. You it, since for actually, a long time, it's yeah. been one composer doing all but well, yeah. one of the games. Yeah. You have to remember that, and so that's it's basically thing. one long you, song. Nobu Yumato is yeah. the John Williams of video games. He has set the standard that everyone tries to copy. I, I am sure that this Neil Davidge is a disciple of his. And the other thing is, Halo reintroduced uh, vocals into or and vocals and orchestral into video games again with the original mm. soundtrack from the original game. Orchestral music with Gregorian chanting is the main theme. So this is almost a callback to the original. Uh, uh, video games. Right. Alright, well, I mean, that's the thing. It, it, it's walking a fine line. It's the tried and, and true. And it's called legacy. I mean, yeah, true. it's... True, that is kind of laying on thick, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, no, <laughs> it's a legacy. It's also within the context of the game itself. It makes sense. Yeah. I can't really right. explain it without spoiling and Matt will kill me, but it makes sense. I have knife primed and ready. Um, <laughs> the next track, Faithless. The, my big problem with this soundtrack so far at this point is... And later I get a little more in-depth, but at this point, it's just kind of hard to describe. It's very, you know, specific. Like, I'm getting some emotions from it, but it's a lot of beautiful, powerful, like, very simple wording and one-word descriptions. Like, I even had the, for this song, I said it was powerful, but a little thin. But now I've been thinking back. It was uncomplicated drums and violin work, which I thought was just fun as opposed to well done. It did have a lot of the... Daft Punk oriented electronica yeah, built into it. It was very reminiscent of Tron Legacy. It's like in parts I can almost I can almost feel the frustration of the players in the London Orchestra just because they playing can't. the section over and over and over again, being like, I can see someone looped this on a computer. Yeah. Not that there's any problem with that. Again, it's just it's a very, very it's it's starting to wear on modern well, not on everybody. A lot of people will still go for this. Well, I also, do. also, you gotta, yeah, I yeah, thoroughly you like it. Well, and also, you have, 
you have to keep in mind repetitive stuff like this. If it's broken up within a game, it's a different context. You know, it's True. background. <clears throat> True. And if it's background or ambient, you know, parts of it will come forward during the action but other, or during the cutscene. But otherwise, it's not meant to lead exactly. you on its own. And that's the... Um, that's a consideration. It's not necessarily it an excuse, but it's a consideration. <coughs> Important consideration. Yeah. But, okay, now we get to still my favorite track. The Meat and Potatoes, as I called yeah. it earlier. Haven. This is... Space. This is expansive. This is the theme from 2001 Space Oddity. Oddity. Odyssey. Space. <laughs> space 2001 the space, space Oddity. <laughs> There's a John, monolith. John monkey, the Space Oddity. The monkey in the monolith movie. Through, that is an oddity. <laughs> through modern day. This is a... I would even go a step further to say Haven is a modern theme for sci-fi. Like I could... I, I said oh. before, I could picture it during the opening wipe of a, a Star Trek. You know, or Slow, even low, expansive, extremely long it was violin beautiful. work. Very simple piano. This was gorgeous. I'm not quite ready to compare it to uh, to 2001 Space Odyssey yet. Um, the composer escapes me. Penderecki, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not saying it's but, the same level, but I'm saying it has that it's, it's very same feel. Very it's similar. It's a feel. The thing is, yeah, emotion. we do. We are meant to get a, a very space vibe yeah. here. Um, I was like writing a whole bunch of notes, and then Matt just said it's space, and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, also it's for space. me, and, and John will get, John may get this. I don't know if John played Portal Two, but um, nope. But if our listeners have, if you're gamer fans, like there's at, at one point in the game, there's a space orb, and all he goes is space, space, space. Oh, look at all that space, space. I think I and remember that, and that's yeah. all I can think of when I heard the song because it really it represented was, space. But it was it was a beautifully done one. Yes, it, it was. was great. It was definitely my favorite. Track yeah, no, and and that's the, I'm not I'm not trying to say that this is um that this is a uh, on the cliche side of of mm -hmm. sci-fi music. This had distinct yeah. qualities to yeah. it. And the piano again really really brings it out. Very the, soft, very the gentle. Violin work. That's this is the biggest thing you can point to. Particularly the violin work. This violin work was representative <coughs> of a lot of work done throughout the rest of the album and the previous tracks. This was the this is the piece. That all the violin work draws from for the rest of the album. You know what yeah. I like about this track is that if you played this track by itself, you without, can... without no wait, without telling someone what it's from, they might not know it's Halo. They probably won't know it's Halo. No, probably not. This is one of those tracks. This is it, it's, it's it's divorced from the rest of uh, from what we've heard so far in that in that way, but yeah. but happily divorced. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's definitely a good time. to a new and better future. But uh, it, but the violin there, it was like the glissando work. That's really what what um the what work? come again the glissando work. This slide. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> see, you see, he uses the big words. And he immediately <laughs> goes to layman's turns. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. The timbre, the what, the sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> Look these words up, people. <laughs> There's but, gonna be a new page. It's, so it's gonna be specific. Steve's dictionary. But, but I, but I agree. Yeah, it definitely. Um, you should do that. <laughs> it definitely did uh, accent it, this kind of massive feeling, and and you got that through the whole song. You got that sense. And then there was my second, well, no, third favorite track. There's one that made second, Nemesis. All I wrote for this was evil. It's an evil track. This was. It was bad. Yeah, it. But bad guy. Bad guy. Not good, but bad. bad. But not good as track, but bad as... Come it back was, to me. <laughs> it was the evil theme. So my, yeah, Nemesis, on pretty much, 
for your Final Fantasy fans, was almost a glorified ripoff of One Winged Angel. It was very similar. In 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 construction, it was a little different, but in theme, was very similar. Yeah, and it's in that sense that I hear One that, Angel I hear from that, Final Fantasy VII, I hear that copycat of Nobu Yumatsu. Yeah. I hear the copycat within this. To the, to the point where I couldn't really bring myself to call this a terribly creative track. It wasn't. Um, like, but... I felt it. Yes. He achieved that. Yeah, yeah. It gets... it. That's... It, it, it's got that little check mark going for it. But, again, all I heard was just, like, the big bad who I'm supposed to be scared of, but I'm not. Well, that's because you're the superhero in this instance. Oh, well, yeah. Yes. I'm I, just a guy thoroughly, sitting on a couch, right? You know what? I've always <laughs> liked these pieces, though. Even if they become repetitive, from the Imperial March onward, I love enemy themes. I love a truly, just even simple, just enemy then theme. Then this may be a really, really simplified way to uh, attack the subject, but you might say that this lacked the it factor for me. There was something there was no about distinction the Imperial really... March that I have never heard before. I There's have no never uniqueness. Heard since. There is no uniqueness in this track to represent yeah, it the felt I can't hear like it right now. Um, I can't hear it right trying now. Trying to think of it, I think of One Wing Angel. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, you think to a much better composer yeah. and his better, more memorable work. And this, uh, I have to say, this was done during the Big Bad's reveal and long soliloquy, but, which is why it was truly done for background work. Ah, uh, and see that that's the point. I brought it up before, and I've been stewing on to how to rate that within um I haven't really come to a conclusion yet. I don't know how to take that well, into account. For all we know though, this could be Neil's big like uh tribute to Nobu Umato. I mean like it could be, he he could have consciously done that. I I mean I really don't know. Because it just sounds so similar for it to not be an homage to One Wing Angel almost. Which isn't that far-fetched for someone who's making music for a Halo game to want to pay homage to one of the f- of one of not. the greater Final Fantasy games to ever come out. And one of the best composers to work. Yeah. Of course, of course. Like, believe me, trying to... <sighs> There's a difference between copying and paying homage to. Right. I felt it's a fine this, line. this tried to be a little copy. It was more copying than paying homage. I mean, I'm not saying plagiarism or anything. No, the theme no, is course. nothing close to being similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is that it's structurally, it had it no theme. Similar. That was the problem. Yeah, and it was very structurally the yes, same. Yes, exactly. Structurally similar, without necessarily having things. the theme to anchor you. Yeah, yeah. But there's one thing I, and this is once again, I think if it were, you were wearing headphones. You would have got a different thing. I heard this with headphones. One of those cases. The way it was panning back and forth, and yeah. the way that with, you know, it's not hard to pan. All you have to do is like no, take no, no, your no, finger no. on the slider and go left. The right. way yeah. it, the way, <laughs> it sounded a lot different coming out of the speakers than it did on my headphones. It sounded a lot but that, different. But that's that's both that can be a good thing for the headphones, but it can also hurt the song because I mean yeah. it should sound. Sta- this, it, remember, yeah. remember a few good weeks pro- ago. It should work. Good everywhere. production lends itself to multiple mediums. Yes, I think you might like it more. I I really would say, <laughs> and like full all around, you can't hear anything else. So basically, rain check on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think I'm not going to say you will. Moving right. on Fair to uh, to uh, ascendancy, which first of all is a track name. Kind of awkward sounding. Ascendancy. I just feel like it I, yeah. sounds awkward, ascendancy. It's I feel like we should have verified whether that's a word or not. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty much a Tron-esque... We see it was the, a combat mode. Yeah, it was a Tron-esque battle music, but it was definitely way more inventive, inventive as far as battle music goes than... Um, 
than uh, Belly of the Beast was. Belly of the Beast was kind of simplistic, whereas this one was all there was a lot more to it. The, the, I like the fast-paced beat with the drums versus the long, drawn-out violin work, which was actually really yeah. nice. Yeah. And this is the point where I have to point out because since they haven't heard, seen the game, the violin work is very representative of the hero of the story. Right. That's what it's starting to become. Yeah. And that comes to apparent in a couple tracks later. And this this is the fast-beating drums. This is your enemy. And, and also... It's the back and forth between the two. Not even just that, but also when the synth was brought in... Uh, we haven't had it for a few tracks now. When it was brought back in, it, it was a nice... Yeah, it was, one exciting transition. It, 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 it I was didn't, welcome back. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was more of the same. It was it was moving into something new. And then it did, a, it did actually a pretty cool thing. It... It dropped out the synth very suddenly, and it just held the strings yeah. beyond that. And I thought that in itself, within the, the span of the track, was a very good transition. I like little things like Victory that. Victory for the hero. Ah, yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stories. And then Solace. A beautiful heart-wrenching track. Very emotional. There was a lot of emotion to come out of this track. This More so than the others, anyway. aptly named. And this thing, the thing about this track, it had a point. Yeah. It actually had a point. It actually went somewhere. Yeah. Because up until now, I'm only saying, like, ooh, I like that, that, that thing with the, the, the right there. I like that. I, I like that little tactic he used right there. Oh, that was a nice little thing with the strings and the piano. But, and the, but, this, as a whole piece, it actually had direction. But that other, the other thing you were talking about, the kind of ferretish all over the place, yeah. I mean, that speaks very much to the genre that this soundtrack was made for, of first-person shooters, which are very quick-action run here, go there, do this, get that. Yeah, because they presume that, you know, one second you're... Quick battle, lots you're of running. You're in the Quick middle of a field and yeah, you're yeah. shooting at everything in sight, and yeah. the next minute you're, like, which is tucked re- away in the which side, is, hiding. I, yeah, it's reminiscent of a combat, which is five minutes of excitement over a five-month period. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to try to do. True. But there's something about using it orchestrally that is a little awkward at yeah. times. It like, when I think... um you know, I think like great military action soundtracks. I think Platoon. Oh, Platoon has a phenomenal. fantastic soundtrack. Absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> Sorry, that's a new thing now. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. But seriously, that 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 had a solid theme. It was um first of all, it meant to deliver you a main overarching point, yeah. which is of course uh sadness. People are death. It's death. It is the death soundtrack yeah. if ever I've heard one. Um. The inescapability of death. That's an interesting concept. To go on a brief tangent, you said the death soundtrack. Yeah. You think it's a soundtrack that represents death. Yes. That's interesting. So what if there were other soundtracks or just other CDs, albums, that we can say this is the soundtrack for X, love, anger. Like maybe try and find oh. albums that represent Specific emotions as a whole. Albums or soundtracks specifically? Um, either. Any. Either. Because we'll, soundtracks, I think, is too narrow. We'll say completed works. Completed works, yeah. Well, to some extent, we, last week with Paper Chase, we got heartbreak. Yeah. We, we got mm. anger and heartbreak. heartbreak. Not just like, oh, sad, you know, leave this situation behind. Uh, we, we, got, we got revenge. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the main or reasons why revenge. I picked All American as my album because it truly represented love for me. I thought growth more than love, because it's a, the, it was a thousand and one flavors yeah, of love. It was, but everyone but, listens to music differently. <laughs> I haven't said that in months now. Yeah, you've been mocking him more about that yeah, than, uh, than I've than actually said. Yeah, and I haven't said we're passionate. We're passionate. We're sensitive. 
Um, but no, I think this. Yeah, thanks, John. Before reeling us back in, I think that this is a good idea for a future kind of theme for a podcast or something. Putting together. Sure. Well, we, we have part of this with our trigger tracks. Yeah. Well, of course, not just that. That's uh, specifically a track. I um, think. As far as a concept album is concerned, a yeah. concept album can definitely be done by just honing in on one emotion. Right, and but that's it, it. I think it'd be more interesting to think what we think it is, not necessarily the album itself. I mean, with last oh, week, what we clearly feel as... because you feel that that platoon represents death, but someone else may not feel that way. I mean, with platoon, it's kind of hard. I don't agree. Shut I mean, it's people die. No, 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 no. While I, it's playing, okay. I feel like that's kind of no, no, given no, no, it to you. I don't, no, no, I don't feel it's quite that level. That that it's. I think it's it's a little bit short on the awe inspiring thing, which is death. Well, let's That's put it this hard way. to do. But, but Within that theme, that that building, that that it's almost like building and falling. That da, 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 right, it, you can hear your like it's like every single phrase, each individual phrase where it repeats that. Yeah, it's like another person just fell. Yeah, I feel like that. That's so evocative. But, but the point I was trying to make is that I think it would be interesting to see how we interpret these albums as if we think they represent a specific emotion or moment in life or whatever. I think... I and think you want to see if someone else uh, maybe uh, agrees. thinks to the contrary? Yeah. Uh, it's worth a look at. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth a look it, it at, might not but be to, something tie, we can do to it. tie it back to Halo here, um, I think there's... I think there's a difference between something that doesn't just allude to a particular topic, such as you know, even if it is a broad spectrum yeah. topic like death, or, or in this case, more broad action. Right. I mean, you know, how many action movies are out there? How do you how do you make one more distinct than the last? Yeah. You really need to at that point focus on the type of action that's at play here. Yeah. In a loose sense, I am getting more of a sci-fi space action. That's it's a closer to that. Yeah. But even still, you got to be get a little bit more specific if you yeah. want to make something that's truly memorable. And that's the only thing that I felt was a little bit lacking here. But you know, it, it's still, it's it's still worth mentioning that Solace itself is a is probably does it better than most of the tracks on this album. Yes, uh, up until two, three yeah. tracks from now, two tracks from now. True. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Yes. Track... But the thing is, um, that now, felt like a conclusion. Yeah, it's important it did. to mention it was that like this the end of like, Act One. Yeah, which is a great reason why we took a big break in here because to Galaxy, this was Act. Two. Yeah. Yeah. This was the next part of the story. And it was a re it was I I will say this and I don't care if you disagree with me. This was bringing back Awakening, bringing back the original intro. It was I thought this was better than Awakening. Yeah, I yes. think it was a better introduction than but Awakening. But it was very reminiscent. It had yes. a lot of yes. connection between it. The but, violin work was very reminiscent but of it's, Haven. But a little darker. Yes. And it wasn't just about Awakening. It was also it was this heroic sounding song that had foreshadowing. It definitely got a little darker as if to tell you, well, there's still more bad coming. And it's going to come in the next couple tracks as well as come later in the game, wherever this was placed. And I think it, it, was, it definitely was a great follow-up to Solace because it, it got you back into it going, okay, we're in Act 2. Here we go. And yeah, it did a great job. I yeah. loved it. It was, thought, it was a great. I thought Two Galaxy was very good. It did. It just my only problem with Two Galaxies still didn't stand out like Haven and Nemesis did. It was good. I liked it, but I just don't feel like it, it was, was the same. It, you level. know what? I don't think it should stand out if it's introducing it, something. I agree, but it's just it's not. I didn't feel it was as good and as then, those tracks. Okay, then Immaterial, which is track eleven, I felt 
I, I think it kind of polarized us because I really enjoyed the distorted theme it presented. I felt like this was mm-hmm. a reimagining of uh, Haven and Legacy with the darkness that had been building, the the, the distortion, the disconnect. Yes. Purposely built in. It was very disconnected and unraveling, and and, and I don't know, like instead was... of instead of actually playing notes, they were playing a single long string. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't that it was bad. I just didn't like it because it was so disconnected, and 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 kind of. That was the the the, constru- the uh, composition of the song didn't jive with me. There was just it felt like something was missing, and it probably was intentional. And then the ending of the song. I wish I could explain the parts of the, the where game. These were I know, which, well, that's what I said. It actually it works helps. within the context of the game so much better than listening alone. But well, the ending was still completely disappointing as a piece. Tough it me. just kind of stopped, and I didn't like that at all. I agree with you there. Yeah, I'm, I'm more with Matt on this one, because uh, I've been silent for a while. Because I, I, this is one of those cases where I really was not feeling the track alone. But the thing is, as per what John is saying, if it works within... This is a little bit of a failure in our format right now. Because if I can't judge how it works within the context of the game, that's a little bit of a problem. However, it's still a really vapid soundtrack. I mean, a track, individually. And we talk about how it needs to stand on its own. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. But I'm more inclined to think that if this was dialogue, it should have... It, it should have been standalone dialogue, you know, if, if they were trying to prove a particular point. You can have light music in the background, but this 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 was almost too in the middle. It wasn't light enough to be simple backdrop, right? And it it was it wasn't its own theme in itself. It was just it was too in the middle. It couldn't decide where to be, so it just repeated the same thing over and over and over yeah, again, yeah. and it it felt like it was unraveling itself. And there was another song that did the same exact thing later on but yes yeah but this next track 117 this is my favorite track on the whole damn soundtrack it was the only song on the soundtrack not uh uh, created by neil davidge this one was uh created by kazuma jinochi uh probably butchered the name but it was huge i mean obviously it's 117 it's this is the theme for master chief and it's this military feeling, gorgeous. Just this song had a theme. This song was a complete entity, which I actually felt does not work within the framework of the album. Yeah, but it's just so good. It was unbelievable. It's such a great. Track. This is number two on my list. This is just such a great. But it definitely didn't this is fit the, with everything else. This is but, the point. This is the point in the soundtrack where having. <clears throat> Having John told, tell me that uh, this is a completely separate guy, this is not Neil Davidge, um, I had to say, I think this guy pulls it off so much better than Neil Davidge. I think that I, I at this point, because we're already at track, you know, this is track 12 already, yeah. so I've already had 11 tracks to sit with Neil Davidge's work, and all I keep thinking the entire time is like, I'm not sure he really knows where he's going with this. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I hear snippets of themes here and there, but it never really resolves itself. It always feels like it's building or like it's trying to paint a picture of a very, very loose theme. 
and it never quite right. makes it, or it makes it in small little doses here and there. But it's just it's nothing solid. Then all of a sudden, I get track 117 by a completely separate guy, and I hear the instrumentation is similar. It has similarities in that in that sense itself, but it feels like it could have been the whole soundtrack. Right. If you just stretch that out, if you if you, all the elements that are in this, yeah. I hear I hear introduction, I hear uh, I hear character theme, I hear development, I hear the military um, montage. Everything was just so solid in this yeah. track. And for John to say that it doesn't fit in the soundtrack, well, yeah, because it was by somebody else. Yeah, so of course it stands out. So There's, it's kind of hard. So feel, it's kind of hard to judge think, it for not fitting. I would fitting, love to know the details of of why, why they decided they to take this guy track. in. Because Maybe I, they really did feel that the rest of it was thin or that it needed something else. But no, they just, why would you drop a standalone theme smack dab in the middle of an album? Well, because they needed to include it because it was included in the game. Well, can you tell us a little bit about how it's used? I uh, don't remember distinctly where this was. That's my problem with this one. I think it might have been even used the as most end credits. M- end credits, really? Yeah. Now that's weird. I think this was the end credit song. This one I'm not sure on. Uh, which That's is, very weird, actually. Yes. The I'm end sure credits you think should be a montage of the, of the whole entire um, soundtrack. <laughs> they don't this do is that really threw me for a loop. No, We've no. never had this issue before. This is just bizarre. Video- I, that's what I can boil it down to. This is a bizarre track because it's it is. so good and has no connection with anything else. Uh, this also... and We talked about it a little bit. This also doesn't have the same theme work built into the instruments that have been in the previous tracks. The right, way the piano was, mm-hmm. seems to be yeah. very deliberate. The right. way the violin work uh, is, is done. It was supposed to be a unified single piece as opposed to a video game full-fledged soundtrack. Yeah. Which is why it is complete in and of itself. Yeah, but usually, like, you know, for ending theme credits, presuming that that's, the, uh, that that's what it is, you, you'd think it would borrow... From the rest of the game. Sadly, that's not normally done in video games. It's usually something a little bit unique, a little more distinct. Or a rehash of a single theme. Actually, that's not a bad theory. Considering that it is the reward, you should be getting something distinct. Yeah. Um, so actually, that's not a bad theory. But um, So actually, if that's the reason, that would explain a lot. But um, just just to go into a l- few of the things that I, that I like about this track. I, this showed clear elements of advanced composition beyond anything that had occurred previously here. I'm not saying that, you know, Neil Davidge isn't a, a good composer, but he can he has a tendency to just lose his direction. He loses sight of what's happening at the moment and then he makes these transitions that seem really important, you know, in in the given moment that it occurs, where it's just like, "Oh, we were on one thing, now we're in something different." But it never takes you anywhere. The only thing you get is after another minute or so, or 16 bars or whatever, you get another big transition to something else. Which is because of scenery. That's a problem, and that's actually... Yeah, but shouldn't you be returning to someone? Shouldn't you be going back to the same scene at some point in the game? Track 13, Arrival, is the perfect example of what you're talking about. This is a continuous build of the same theme, which was broken up over a long period of time in the game itself, over a course of about a level. Uh, which is about 20 minutes, half hour long. 
and it gets broken up, broken up, broken up because there's different parts of the level. And I, I this really did not work as a whole. My as, as an individual track, this this exemplified the problem that I had with track eleven. My biggest problem with Arrival is it's milking the building moment oh. for half the song. Exactly half the song was this building. And building with just slightly and it, different variances on the and orchestral. This, this work. was more so than and track eleven me. because track eleven, you know, still had those chord changes. That's why yeah. we we interpret it as unraveling itself. This wasn't unraveling necessarily. This was just rehashing. It, it was like a straight line with mm. no end in sight. It's like literally, you were looking down at the end of a tunnel and you see absolutely nothing, but you're told to go down it. Yeah. Um, and that's just how it. I can't. You know, I I'm not here to dispute. It's it's function as um as spliced filler work throughout the game itself, mm-hmm. but as a track, it's, it's just dank. not enjoyable. It's dank. Yeah. 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 And then it just ended. That was it. <laughs> very another weird. one. Well, the the stage ending. the stage did end with a large explosion. Ah, there was that. So that was um, do it. Revival, however, was better. It was, but it pretty much ended up amounting to just Nemesis version two. It was Nemesis revisited. Yeah. It brought it back. Was, it brought back the chorus. It was a little bit more of a lighter touch. It, it had a. Um, yeah. It, had it a, brought back the enemy theme. Yeah. This yeah. is the final confrontation. Secrets are revealed, and he is defeated. Remember that part. That's but, why but it, it ended felt, so lightly. Felt very much like a uh, cheap shot at uh, uh, Umatsu. I didn't feel that. Well, not cheap shot, but film. like it was like a cheaper version of Umatsu. It it had themes of that. It wasn't as apparent as Nemesis, but it, it was felt there. like Nemesis. I'm telling you that bringing in that chorus is a is a really shaky thing. Uh, it felt like Nemesis. Nemesis was evil. That's what it was. Yeah. This was. You're sorry. He's evil. Oh. It was a little bit lighter that way. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's almost... What happened in your childhood to make you evil? It, yeah. I can't explain why. Because I oh, get no. sued by Matt <laughs> with a knife. Um, you can't... How, how does one sue someone don't with ex- a knife? Don't ask her to explain you know, it. Just ex- accept it. I, okay. And this is... I think it was inherited in the song. My, my next thought. You know he's evil. You know this is the big bad guy. But you feel bad because it's almost like his evil could have been prevented. Or he could... He didn't have to. Yeah, he was almost forced within to to become a bad guy. Yeah, and you, it's almost you could see from his point of view why, but you mm. don't agree with it, and you know what you got to do, which is that's as best as I can explain what happened in the game. Yeah, uh, I can accept that. Um, we might as well just finish this off. Yeah. Green and Blue, which is the final track, which Green, representing Master Chief and Blue, obviously, representing Cortana, two of the biggest characters in the series. And the violin work, cello work, viola work, representing Green, Master Chief. And the beat, the slight electronica, the piano work, representing Cortana. Yeah. It was the culmination of all the work within this album. It had a, a little bit of everything. And even still, it was more straightforward than yeah. most of that. As far of the Neil Davidge work, excluding yeah. uh, track 12, yeah. this is, I believe, the high point of... This is what he was building to, yeah. if, if anything, is this track. And it was a good conclusion song, I felt. Definitely. It was, re- it was really, really gorgeous. Yeah. Um, 
And the most interesting thing is this, it took me till this track, 15 tracks in, for me to realize what the theme was. Because it's stated here very clearly. And it's a very simple theme, it's just four notes. It just, it comes in with the, uh, with the cellos and the violas. They, they, they enter that single theme, and they repeat it several times here. That do-do-do-do. Very straightforward. It's yeah. not, a, a, not a complex theme. I guess it does the job, but it made me realize exactly what the problem was in the rest of the album. Because then I'm like, oh, that's stated so confidently here, it has to have been used before, and I just missed it. And we went back, we checked through the tracks, and we realized that it was very much so stated in, uh, I believe it was Nemesis. Yeah. Was it Nemesis? It, it had moments in Nemesis, right. I believe. Where it was stated in a little bit more of an evil sense, like, you know. It, yeah. it had moments in Haven, Legacy, yeah. Requiem. Yeah. Uh, an interesting one in Awakening, the opening track, where it was actually uh, stated in retrograde. Yeah. That was interesting. But the thing, this is so subtle, and you only realize it at the end. I, that's a, a little bit of a flaw. It, it's, it, it says something that at least he had a theme, but if you got to squint to see it, I don't know. It doesn't change that the fact that, okay. that on a first listen, this is not going to grab you, in my opinion. Um, uh, it's almost a first listen for these last few tracks, because I listened up to about seven, eight, before we did this album, but I listened to the second half. It's still enough outside time the game. spent with that, those tracks, though. I I heard it before this track. I heard it before this track. You've in but you've even played, the you've, li- you've listened even, to it no, several no, times. Not in the later stuff, and I heard it in the later stuff as well. I heard the connection throughout. The point. Yeah, is, I definitely heard subtle, it in multiple. But, but it's so subtle. subtle. I'm not, I'm not, I think I'm that's not a pretty... problem for this one for me because I heard it a little bit too much. I, I was huh. able to pick it up more readily because I heard it four or five times. That's the thing. It is such a simple theme that it gets it might get old a little bit quickly too. Yeah. I mean, well, there's the old theme which was dum 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 dum, and that was everywhere. That yeah. was everywhere in the previous games. But it was very iconic for the games, and it really worked well. I think it depends on what direction it takes for the next stuff. But this might be something useful throughout. The new trilogy. It would be interesting to see in the new trilogy if in the fifth game they go they back to that, that theme back, yeah. or not, if they go with Davidge again or Such not. Such a simple thing to tie it all together. I'm yeah. almost willing to say that perhaps he he made such a simple theme because it's infinitely uh, um, flexible. And also, me and John said before, the other theme, the older theme that was very prominent in all the other games, was very obvious and very in your face. So it was, mm. it's kind of this, like we said, this is a whole new start for a lot of aspects of Halo. They gotcha. may have done that on purpose. It's hard to say. Well, fair enough. But I, 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 I am willing to bet that Neil Devich is not, a, not really a melodicist. Because mm. there, there's nothing in his, in his work, excluding the phenomenal track 12 by the other yeah. guy, uh, there's nothing here that really hints to his ability to come up with a memorable melody. Yeah. I also I think agree. possibly Green and Blue may have been written earlier than a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I doubt this was written in order. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. If any, yeah, I, I'd agree with that 100%. Yeah. It seems that he wrote that and then he was trying to come up with other variations of it after the fact, which is why I had such an inverse reaction to it. But it, maybe it points to something good where you caught it at the end. You, you caught this, oh, yeah, it's uniform. There is something that connects throughout this whole thing. 
Yeah, it is. It, it's a weird reaction. It's not. It doesn't necessarily detract from it. I mean, it does detract in the actual experience of it. But when you do get to the end, it's like, there are plenty of films out there where you get to the end. And it's or like, last oh. week, last week with the complete revisiting of um, the opening track, I did a bad thing in "Hide the Kitchen Knives," the very last song. Yeah, I mean that's that's the part where you went, oh wait a minute, this album can go on forever if I wanted to. True. I mean, I, that is another one of those fine lines between um, a, a, a belated reaction enhancing the art or a belated reaction hurting it. Um, Did it hurt it in this case? Did it actually hurt it? It didn't hurt it for the final track because the final track I genuinely enjoyed. I really did. I thought it was the most solid of his work. But up until then, um, having gone back and listen to those particular instances in which the theme was used. It's more of just a, oh, it's not an, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't not, as satisfying. I, yeah, no, I definitely understand that. Yeah. Um, because I still, there, there's still a lot about uh, his work that, that hints to lack of direction. Okay. I will definitely agree with that. And this is coming from a guy who would probably be more than willing to tattoo Halo on his face. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Halo. I've always loved the series. I will always love the series. They haven't made a bad game in my eyes. Well, remember, even uh, though I then this... you need never mind. We can that's a video game conversation for another. I time. liked ODST, and I know you didn't. Allow me to speak as devil's advocate for the people out there who would vehemently disagree with you. If they feel that Halo, in some sense, uh, is a is a cliched um, take on the first person shooter which is easily marketable um, and not the most creative, and I have heard this argument. Perhaps it offers something that is in generally enjoyable and good entertainment, but not the most creative. I think if in that sense, if that's what, if that's what the, the uh, alternate opinion is, then I can kind of see it in the music a little bit in terms of there being many things that are tried and true, uh, little cliched, but I wouldn't see it to the extent that they describe. Okay. I will also say that... Um, it's clear creativity. From what I've heard, so I'm not from what I've seen, uh, and what I've talked to about individuals in the gaming community, first-person shooter guys, right. who hate this and love com the competition like Call of Duty and Battlefield and Gears of War, I have to point out one thing for them. One thing exclusively, they love those games because it's uh, the multiplayer is very competitive, and that's one of the main attractions. Mm. Halo doesn't have that same gotta get to the next level of multiplayer. This is more of playing for the single player. The storyline is a, it's a much bigger draw for me. I like playing the game because I feel that epicness in it. Not to say that Halo doesn't have that multiplayer itch as well, but Halo always has had this huge sweeping story. And really played up it with the music, and I have to point out, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna do apples and oranges, Call of Duty very rarely has anything original. Let alone, oh, yeah, well, the, the soundtracks are fun. I mean, they fit. The, the same theme. people who've spoken out against uh, Halo have also spoken out against Call of Duty, but uh, perhaps it's for very not different fair reasons. To, yeah, right. And from those who uh, do enjoy video games, who hate Halo and love Call, I gotta say, uh, I like them both. For very different reasons. But taking this out of a hole, and I'll start. 
I enjoy it, but I make a. I think for some of the tracks that I'm a little more forgiving on, I make a connection to the game itself. I there's taking them separately. There's enough here that I really liked, and I. I don't know. I don't know how really to explain it. It's very hard for me to divorce this from its media. I'll give it a 3-5. Honestly, I want to give it a 4-5 because I love the game so much, but it's a 3-5. I enjoy it. I'll listen to it again. I definitely see flaws. Huh. Flaws in its overall length and its um, uh, repetitiveness. But I feel that there's a great flow to the actual album. I feel like the tracks are properly done because they're out of order from the game itself. I felt like the theme work was there, and I see a lot of connections that I guess you didn't hear on the first lesson. Part of me feels like you rated it so low just so you fill, fulfill your uh, your little your little um. No way are you, you rating it? No, me. I thought you were giving it. I thought you were giving this like a three. It is in the three range. Yes, but I thought you were in the four range. I could have sworn no. based on your reactions that this was um. Remember, I heard the rest we're having of, much more only, connection with it than I was in the beginning, which I thoroughly loved. Uh, from Requiem to Solace, I love that whole area of the track. But then it really does take a downturn afterwards. Just to explain this, John uh, wanted made a bet with me that he was going to pick a video game soundtrack that I was going to rate even higher than him. I started off by saying it's just one that I think he'll enjoy. But yeah, I kind of th- I shot my mouth. <laughs> All right. Um, and that's why I'm going to go next here, because just to follow that up, uh, I in generally I generally agree with you. Um, this is not in four range for a, a simple reason, and I've said it a, a, a thousand times, and I can't unsay it. It's theme. Theme is is everything. It, it's, theme is God. It really is. It if you can't without theme, you basically just have. Uh, Instruments Let's that have be been specific. used in instrumental scores. Theme is very important. I mean, it's important in other places too, but especially. Oh yeah, no, no, and, 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 on, on, on albums level. by by bands, no, they can change up their theme as right, many. Right. It's more in that case, arc uh, is more yeah, achieved by tone but, than anything else. But in this, unless it's, it's a concept theme. album, then there's theme, the meaning. Yeah. Um, you know, not theme, uh, uh a melody, but. No, when it comes to a score, you really, really, really need some kind of melody, and I, I, I couldn't even get that on individual tracks here. If I can't get it on individual tracks, I there's no chance of getting um it on the course of an album, except the thing that I had to strain to hear, which is just there's nothing about this that I'm going to think later. It's like oh yeah, that theme, you know. Again, I go back to the big one is um John Williams. Everybody will remember any single theme that he's written for any of his movies. Anyone. Well, he, Anyone. He wrote... What did he write? Uh, I just love pissing Steve off. <laughs> Especially since we talked all about this like several uh, weeks ago. Or on the car ride over here. Yeah. A lot to say about <laughs> John Williams. And again, I stick by my statement. Nobuo Yamato is the John Williams of, of video games. People swear by his work when it comes to Final Fantasy. And he managed to even make it uh, original in each and every um, installment of the game. Even when he's doing the same exact themes? Yeah. They're completely new. He changes them around enough, yeah. I know people who have... The, he, he has the performed just at concerts. Oh, yeah, there's just, Final Fantasy yeah. Orchestra. The perfect example is the Victory Fanfare, which has not changed yeah. in almost 20 years. Yeah, yeah, I would I would challenge it only because... I have to double-check. I'll probably get 
crapped on by the internet if anyone's actually listening, to, uh, yeah, well, no, for um, the Nintendo. Nintendo has great music as well, and like the Zelda, the Zelda scores that they've right. released, especially for Ocarina of Time. I mean, those could compete, but I, I don't want to get into that right now. I, he did Zelda, I believe. No. No. He did not? I'm almost positive no. I don't think Omatsu okay, I stop, did Zelda. I should stop saying things I don't know the answers anyway, to. Anyway, nevertheless, back to your, your uh, conclusion. He's done other things aside from Final, from Final Fantasy, Fantasy of course. and they're equally memorable. Um, Chrono Trigger? Yeah, of course. They're equally memorable, but I can't remember what they are of right now. Of course you did Chrono Trigger, but Chrono <laughs> yeah. Trigger's in the vein of Final Chrono Fantasy. Cross, yeah. I'm the non-gamer. I'm, I'm allowed to make mistakes here. Anyway. You should be on top of this stuff. But when it comes to this soundtrack here... Uh, there's just not enough to hold it together. Um, it's it's good ideas, and this is what I was about to say earlier, is that if you have, if you're going for an orchestral score, which is really ambitious, right, you need to tie it together, because there's a lot of things happening. You yeah. got instruments over here, you got over, sometimes you got over 50 people playing, and you just need to tie that together. You have to make it work in tandem to deliver you uh, something solid. And I just don't think it was delivering. It was sending me here, then there, then here, then there. And um, as a whole, that just didn't work for me, even though it did excel on the momentary basis. Uh, for instance, loved the theme in Requiem. Absolutely loved it. Why did that track have to be so short, and why didn't they return to it anywhere else? Th that That's divorced from anything else. Uh, Haven. And then if, say again? Haven. Haven, particularly Haven. Um, they had something going with it. He had an idea, but he didn't develop it. He just sort of meandered and was wishy-washy and just decided to leave it as is. Uh, too many choices like this leave it in the threes for me, so I'm going to put it smack dab in the middle, exactly where John put it, 3.5. I lose my bet, but I still felt like I won. Yeah, I'm convinced that you would have rated it higher if you, you didn't want to win that bet. I'm convinced that if you still used all the decimal points you used, you would have been higher. I'm convinced that you should both be quiet so I can do my review. No. <laughs> I'm convinced that you should shut up. <laughs> That's pretty much what it's devolved into. Yeah, um, uh, so, I mean, I'm pretty much in, in the same range as you guys. I mean, f first of all, and I, I mean, I think this is a, agreed more or less across the board, but 117 is a five-star or orchestral oh. song. Five-star uh, orchestral song. Oh, four, four point five. It's in the high fours to five range. It's between four and five. It's not as distinctive yeah. as something... From Star Wars, but or, or, or it's, from like it's, it's, Lord it's of the so Rings. fun, it's so much. But Probably but for, for me, the, the the album as a whole, I mean, I liked it. There were moments where I enjoyed it. As far as getting emotion from it, there were tracks. You know, uh, Requiem felt too short for me to really get attached. But you know, Haven, I connected to, and Nemesis. You know, you felt that looming evil, even though it was kind of a little cliche. And of course, Solace and, and Green and Blue was gorgeous, you know. Uh, Green and Blue, I I know whatever happens during when that song's playing, I'm going to be crying like a baby when I play this game. Even I teared up. So, but but as a whole, man. it just, you know, emotionally, it was, there was, it, it did pull some emotion out of me, but there were some songs that were just kind of disconnected and, and not, you know, just kind of Oh, this is cool. Or Context is, is missing. Of, yeah, that's the big problem. And and there are instruments playing, and I am supposed to be impressed. <laughs> but that's the the harkens back to the theme. I think if there was a more connected theme, I might it might invoke more emotions as well. <laughs> harkens back to the theme that there is no theme. Yeah, pretty much. Is that what you're getting at there? <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, I liked it. I, I 
I'd rate it in three five as well. I mean, as far as soundtracks go, it's definitely above average. What's with us being on the same page lately? Yeah, seriously. What the hell is this? Matt's got to go first because if Matt doesn't go first, we we tend to be the exact same thing. Because that's true. We're we're vindictive. Yeah, we'll 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 challenge you. Yeah. And you'll say like five, and we'll be like, it's a two. And you'll say no, two, and we'll be like, it's a five. A three, what's a wrong three with five. We are the flightiest five. reviewers ever. Yeah, you guys are being stupid. I it was enjoyable. It was, it was. The soundtrack was good. Oh, I I just, I'm just happy you guys liked it. Yeah. Because yeah. this was me trying to it, be different. I can safely say it does hold its own in places by itself. Exactly. But as a whole, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't hold its own enough. Because of the theme missing. It does, it I, appreciate, I appreciate it. It's about time we do something completely orchestral. It's about time we'll see more of that in the future. Oh, yeah. But, um, there's still plans I, to do I the Hobbit I stand by my point earlier that there's something about um, modern scoring that is using the same tricks over and over and over again. I think that the, the American action film, which bleeds into the American uh, uh, first-person shooter video game, there's just certain little tricks with that, like, dun, 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 yeah. you know, I, this is going to be used over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. But there was a time when it was not used. Yeah. In the 50s and the 60s, I think, personally, I think are the most, um, the most original movie scores, perhaps even the 70s, the most original movie scores that ever well, okay. There are new ones that I think are just as good. Uh, original, not good. Not in mainstream. Oh, uh, not mainstream. Okay, do not start going all indie on us. I'm not going indie. The fact is, indie is becoming so popular these days that I'm, it's indie not really isn't really indie anymore. It's yeah. mainstream now. But I'm literally talking uh, in your face Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got this okay. is what I'm talking about. There's, there's, that's, that's, there's I, that's, I think that's one. There's a lot more movies coming out nowadays. Yes. Two, they're trying to repli- uh, uh, replicate a previous power. And uh, three, I think that more money is being focused on the actors than it's going to be focused on scores. Yeah. That's a big problem. No, I agree. And the funny thing, um, I saw a really, really fascinating Danny Elfman interview uh, a couple days back. And he actually went into his own rant that was something similar to this effect. Um, how as of like the 60s, it was more common to have soundtracks or like actually because because popular music was not as ubiquitous at that time. Right. In the, starting in the 60s, you have a much more uh, wider uh, bag to choose from in the pop music sense. Then all of a sudden it wasn't, you know, taboo to take those tracks. You know, those artists would love to those bands would love to get the credibility yeah, for yeah. being in a movie. And that's where in the late 60s, it's common to have that. And now nowadays, Artists who really don't even have chops yet are being used as movie stars. Yes, that's, that's a big very problem. Good point. I, I hate that. I hate that. Like Justin Bieber, I mean, gets f- movies. That's ridiculous. You know uh, who deserves a movie? The Rolling Stones. You know who? That's a good point. Who? Then. Elvis. Uh, We're talking about people uh, who actually. You're added kind to music. of wrong. What? You're kind of wrong, because it, it's not only about anymore. Now it's not o- just about talent. And first of all, Justin Bieber isn't a terrible talent. There are plenty of artist far worse than him. I don't love his work, but as far as a singer goes, he can sing. But Justin Bieber is marketable. The Rolling Stones, the industry, not the fans, but the industry doesn't consider the Rolling Stones as marketable as Bieber. No, see, that's and that's where the almighty dollar becomes more important than uh, well, quality. To... And that pisses me well, off. Sure, I do believe, that first of all, p- there has to be some cultural influence involved. I mean, if you're going to use a... Uh, you're going to use a band that has to be it has to really evoke something um but i don't think it has to be it has to be 
uh, identifiable, particularly, you can use something that's, that, you know, off the cuff, as long as it actually brings out, um... The point is, it, has, it should have some kind of cultural significance. That, that's my point. Yeah, and um, what does... Even as much as I'm not really a big Dylan fan, he has cultural significance. But does Nicki Minaj... Of course have... not. Alright, I mean... And Justin these Bieber, the... no. These are the people that get special movies. Believe. Oh my god, I wanted to throttle it. Uh, oh my god, it's terrible. Yeah, stuff but like this it's... is terrible. Oh my god. But they make terrible movies in every I'm genre. Clenching my Why teeth. should music be yeah. any different? I'm just saying. There's I'm, terrible I'm... movies, but it's they're it's less than being made blatantly to make money. That's not true at all. Expendables, you're wrong. Expendables was not blatantly to make money. That was blatantly because they wanted to have an action movie where the Jamdis Stallone much... made that. To I make feel money. like you just no, said Expendables not. and not Expendables, which seems like the most perfect <laughs> no. Freudian slip ever. He didn't make it to make money. <laughs> he made it because he just wanted to blow stuff up. Most, okay, most well, I was wrong. Expendables two. That was to make money. No, that's because they wanted to continue the fun. I thought it was even better. Expendables. (laughs) I got to see Jean-Claude Van Damme get killed. Anyway, uh, we should probably start to wrap up a little bit. Because we went long on the review, but that's also because we had that huge tirade in the middle. um, Yeah, we did have a tirade. But before we we wrap it up, I'm sure Steve has another fan mail for us that he'd like to give us. Uh, Yes, I do. Might as well get that out of the way. All right, this was um, on an article of, of, of Joseph's Music is Better Than Prozac. Okay. It should be noted that that's what this is commenting from? on. Okay. This really made me laugh. Such a cute story. I can see why you think that Junior Brigade Man was a fail, but he inspired you to write this cute thing, so it's not entirely fail, is it? Wow. What was that word? Uh, Grinner gr- Brigade. I think he wants to say Gingerbread Man. Who sent this to us? Oh, not he, actually. She. Adelia. Oh, this was a real this person? This has a name. No, I doubt it was. I thought so. <laughs> and then I looked deeper into the, into the um, details of the IP address. Uh, kdi.ne.jp, which I looked up, and it's a Japanese telecommunications operator. Fascinating. Really? I thought only the Russians gave, gave such interesting No, no, reviews. everybody. We're global. We are global. Apparently, man. we're global. I know. I know we're big in Russia, and I knew we were big in India. Well, now we're but big now, in Japan. I think amazing. we're expanding, guys. I, I think I mean, so come too. on. It would be nice to be big in our own time zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, we keep putting it out there and hope. Um, Steve, your pick is next week. Is that correct? Yes. Um, I'm going for very uh, personal favorite of mine. So I have high expectations for this. Um, the band is Pinback. Don't know him. Well, uh. <laughs> this is not the same as um, some of my previous picks here. This is a very, uh, I would call it a pretty straightforward band as far as uh, song structure is concerned. Right. Um, and yet, they do such a good job with it, okay. in general. I mean, I, I, I have not heard any of their most recent stuff. But I am very satisfied with their discography. This is not the case of previous bands where I was just like, yeah, you know, I heard one song, so I'm intrigued. I have very high okay. expectations for this. I, I kind of hope they turn. I into got the into killers. them. Oh, that would be. I would. It would be. It would be his Green Day. Yeah, it would be his. Green they turn day. into the Killers. I, I, I think I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so the album is Information Retrieved, and it's by Pinback. By Pinback, okay. the band I got into back in college. A good friend of mine introduced it to me okay well i'm interested to hear that i haven't heard any of their stuff before i may go check out some of their older stuff a little bit but uh 
but I'm interested to kind of go into that one called Turkey. Hopefully it's better than Flying Lotus or Monomena or... Sam Friend introduced <laughs> me to uh, Monomena and Mogwai. <laughs> and Mogwai. No, not Mogwai. Well, those are remixes. Not fair. Yeah, no, it's different. But okay. Well, good. I'm excited to hear that. Um, I should stress he's an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> old in age or, or or just a friend for a long time? No, someone I used to know. Oh, uh, He's someone that you used to know. Please don't. Oh my that. god. Please, you're, you're not a chick. Don't don't I, you can't sing that. Gautier isn't a chick either. Or they're not chicks because it's a band. Anyway, um well, as always, thanks for <laughs> listening, guys. We're just gonna kinda wrap this up because I'm so overtired, I'm losing it. Um, I'm gonna run from the mic. Pretty much. But uh but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, so we have that to look forward to next week. Um, Donate, email, tweet, Facebook. The usual. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You covered everything. Right. And just always remember, music is life. And, and life, life is, is good. good.